You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Glory to you, O Lord. The disciples of John approached Jesus and said, Why do we and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples do not fast? (coughs) Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. The Gospel of the Lord. A beautiful line in the reading from the prophet Isaiah uh, caught my attention a few times today, early this morning, and again now as it was proclaimed, this word of God. And it is very beautiful. They seek me day after day and desire to know my ways. So this is what we are doing. We are seeking God day by day, desiring to know his ways. This is what the whole walk of the church is in the path of the Jewish people before us. And they had this search. This is in Isaiah. And it didn't start here. Why? Because he's actually correcting them for how they understand the way they are doing it. So it's already an ancient custom. And it's beautiful to ponder this. They seek me day after day and desire to know my ways. And then the way they're doing it, and particularly here is mentioned fasting. And fasting became such a required characteristic of the path of seeking God. And it became so strong that we see it in the gospel. Why do your disciples not fast? The disciples of John the Baptist are fasting. Why aren't your disciples fasting? So this was, let's say, a standard behavior of the believer who seeks to get closer to God. That's very beautiful. Also to understand when we have a way of fasting today, it's not lost. Yesiah is 606 centuries before Christ, and it's already very established before him. So it is good for us to watch also the critique of the prophet Isaiah, because maybe we have the same possibility of falling into the same syndrome, that we fast but not in a way that's pleasing to God. And I say, saying, watch out. You do all these things for fasting, but look at how you really live during the day of fasting. First of all, you're doing your own business. You're not even thinking of God. You're pursuing your own will, following your own pursuits. So that's not a heart that's turned to God. 
It doesn't mean that when we have tasks to do and services to perform, that it's incompatible with fasting. One of the things that impresses me very much with all the Muslims, when they fast, and they're also in that tradition, um, 600 years after Christ, Isaiah 600 years before Christ, then they, they continue working and they have this very severe fast all day without food or water for the whole daylight. And especially if it's in the middle of summer, the days are very long here. And so it's a very long time of fasting and working. And you even see them in construction. And that's hard work. And to do this work without food and without drinking in the heat, that's very inspiring, you know. So we can perform services, but to pursue our own pursuits is more like self-will pursuit and not God's will pursuit. Because hard work and all different services can also be a very real service to God. If we're doing it for love, him, the family he has entrusted us to provide for, people he has entrusted us to look after, like teaching or whatever other practice. So Isaiah continues to notice another thing. These people are fasting, but they are quarreling. They are fighting with each other. And then the line that I always talk about for years and years and always has impressed me very much, at the end of this, he says, this is the kind of fasting I like. And at the very end of these three points he makes about feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, and giving a house to the homeless. And we have this problem in our society today. Then he says, and do not turn your back on your own. That's so telling. It's so easy for us to turn our back and walk away. To say one of the biggest evils of our world today, why evil triumphs, is because many people are indifferent. Indifference is one of the expressions of turning your back to the other. If we are indifferent, people can suffer and we walk away, we don't get involved. It seems like we can go away innocently, but we are compelled. We are called on to get involved. This is very strong. Do not turn your back on your own. If we go through the three points he made, they're very interesting. To feed the hungry. This is what parents do every day for their children. We see with the families that are living here in Magdala, a little child is crying any time during the night and the daytime, and the parents rush to look after the child. Look at the effort it takes for a family to maintain a house. How many people today struggle to have a roof? And I remember even when I was in high school, uh, the religion teacher raised a question for us. At that time, we were talking about the early 70s. That's more than 50 years ago. And there was a problem with young families not being able to own their own house. They were unable economically to purchase their own house, even if they were professionals, because the housing market was, relatively speaking, at that time, 50 years ago, so expensive and out of reach. To provide for the homeless 
is not just, first of all, think about the people on the street, and we should think about them also, first of all, in a way, but to appreciate the work a couple does to provide the house for their children, the amount of work to pay for a mortgage, the amount of work to repair an old house one inherits. There are so many practical things to fix a leaking roof, to get dampness out of a house so it's a healthy place to live. This is providing, and, and people do this for their, this is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And then the third one is feed the hungry and provide the house, to clothe the naked. And again, we can just even start physically thinking about families and the parents with the little baby. Every one of us was born naked. Nobody came out like this. And you know what? We will also die naked. And I was very surprised when I was a child how my dad went to help some neighbors to prepare a neighbor. He was very old, just two years older than me now. <laughs> and to prepare his body for burial. To clothe the naked. But there's another way to clothe the naked. And that is also related to the quarreling in the house. Why do we quarrel? Because we notice a defect. We notice somebody omitting an important service or doing something wrong, and we immediately public publicize it. Within the family, did you see what daddy did? Mommy, you shouldn't, you can't. My sister, my brother. We are incredible media to publish the nakedness of our family. And we all hide our faults. We cover them up. We make excuses. We justify ourselves. But how easily we expose the faults of the others. And today in the media, the poor people who become politicians, politicians everybody criticizes, but the poor people who become politicians, everybody is looking at them with a magnifying glass to see every fault and it gets published everywhere. Of course, there should be transparency and scrutiny of good behavior in public officials. But the respect we owe every person. And when somebody is discovered with a scandal, how do we treat that person? Do we strip them naked publicly? Or do we clothe them with God's mercy? And there's that wonderful story in the Bible about the drunk man and two of his sons covered his nakedness. This is a beautiful teaching to clothe the naked that's not just physically uh, to give them real clothes for the cold and the rain, the wet, but also to clothe the person in all of our wounds and exposure to the harshness of the eye. Claws. These words of Isaiah are so poetic. You quarrel with, and you drive your laborers uh, in your work. And where is that word? You strike with wicked claw, like a lion, like a cat that's angry. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. This is our call. And the gospel, this is why we fast. Jesus said, you will fast when the bridegroom is taken from you. On Fridays, we fast. All Fridays are precious to us for this reason. And especially Good Friday is a very special day of fasting and aptness. 
but also all Fridays to do something to participate in the suffering of Jesus who did this offering for us. A humble and contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.